Blog Talk Radio. We're here. Give me the green light. Cause I'm ready to go. Let's have a good time. If you're going to bring back the Las Vegas franchise, it has to be outlaws. They had one of the sweetest looking logos on the helmet. Cause I'm ready to go. Mother of God. Especially when you have a shirtless Rodney Dangerfield. God bless Rodney Dangerfield. Rest in peace. But put on a shirt, man. Don't know what you want to see that. You put that on right now. You'll be headline news on Fox News. One, sell this on. One, is this or is this not the XFL? Yes, it is. Two, do I or do I not currently have a pulse? Yes, I do. Let's play football. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Extreme Football Podcast WWE Fastlane Review Show. We have finally come to the end of all the minor pay-per-views before the granddaddy of them all in approximately four weeks. And I want to make this statement first before we get into the show. We're going to make the show a little shorter, hour, just like hopefully we learn from other pay-per-views where you don't drag out a two-hour pay-per-view to three hours WWE. Um, here's a little hint just to get the show out of the way, get it done, because that's what the fast lane was. But I'm going to say this. I believe SmackDown has the better cards for WrestleMania 34. Shinsuke, AJ, Charlotte, Asuka. Uh, Raw uh, has fallen kind of behind, so that's me. I do believe the blue brand has the two best matches at WrestleMania 34 as of right now. But no further ado, the man, the myth, the legend, the guy who tried to keep Roman Reigns in the positive outlook, my co-host, Wrestling Movie Guy. Well, I don't think I have to try too hard to keep him in the positive outlook because he just is positive outlook. Roman Reigns is the big dog. And for me, I'd have to disagree, man. I was biting my tongue what you were saying about SmackDown and Raw. Personally, I prefer Raw. But is SmackDown good? Yes. Yes, SmackDown is very good. And last night's pay-per-view, if that is anything to go by, yeah, SmackDown proved it because a lot of people, not going to say who, but don't seem to like Fastlane very much. I've always felt Fastlane gets a bit of a bad rep, but that's just me, and that's why we're here to get into this. I think, me personally, how I tweeted out last night, I literally said I thought Fastlane was better than the Elimination Chamber. Yeah, I actually think that there were some things about it that I liked a little bit more. Uh, I thought the uh, well, you know what? I'm not going to jump into it yet. We should go match by match. (laughs) Yes. First off, uh, let's get into this. The WWE is getting rid of the dual brand pay-per-views, which I think personally is stupid. You have too much talent on both rosters that cram into one pay-per-view each month. I'm going to miss the dual brand. I like how it's how it was. You don't have to have every single month have two pay-per-views, but you now have the Elimination Chamber, Fastlane, and some months you may have like Backlash or No Mercy at the same time frame, but still have the original big big four, the WrestleMania, SummerSlams, Survivor Series, and the Royal Rumble. Uh, I just, I'm just not, I, I, I love WrestleMania. WrestleMania, you can, you can put WrestleMania on for me for about five hours, 
and I'll watch all five hours of it. And it looks like this WrestleMania coming up is about going to be like that. Uh, but I don't want backlash or Judgment Day or Vengeance or um, Money in the Bank. Yeah, I'm naming some old pay-per-views. I don't want those to be four hours. I'm just going to get that out of the book, out of it right now. WWE, you're splitting the brands because you have too much quality. You have so many good superstars on both rosters. There's a couple of guys on SmackDown that are not being used to their potential that I think could be very key assets in the WWE, hint, Baron Colbin. Uh, or in on Raw, you can say uh, Dean Ambrose, when he comes back, has always been underutilized, even though he's a part of the Shield. There's a couple. Dean who? Ambrose. <laughs> He's been gone so long. Like right now, I, I just can't really think of him as like a uh, active participant. And I like Dean Ambrose. Don't get me wrong. Before you guys delete this right now, don't get me wrong. But I'm just saying, Dean Ambrose hasn't really been relevant lately. So I don't know if you could really use him as an example. Well, one, if you put, let's say, if Dean Ambrose was currently on the active roster, or he's still recovering from some surgery, isn't he? Or injury mm-hmm. he just had. Yeah, he he had an injury uh, a few months back. He's probably not going to be back for another three to four months, which is but just so unfortunate because the Shield cannot get their comeback tour together. One even, member is even, always gone. Yeah, even if Dean Ambrose is healthy, Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns will always get the the bigger matches, no matter what. Mm, well, they they tried with Ambrose, especially on SmackDown when he was champion, but he's just not compelling as a champion. He's better when he's chasing the title. He's kind of got that same problem that Roddy Piper had. Whenever Roddy Piper had the title, it just oh, wasn't God, that compelling. But when he was chasing it, it was great. It's kind of like that's uh, what the Joker That's said. a perfect example right there. <laughs> perfect example. The, jo- the Joker once, uh, when, when he said to Batman, it was like, uh, you know, I'm like a dog. I'm chasing a car. Once I have it, I wouldn't know what to do with it. You know, <laughs> unfortunately, Ambrose falls into that category. He's great chasing it, but uh, just not the best champion. But do you Unless agree with like me that US there's champion. talent? You agree with me yeah. that there's talent on both sides of the roster that having one big pay-per-view at end of every month is just going to be overkill? God, yeah. Finn Balor, for one. <laughs> the first no. Universal Champion has yet to get his rematch. Yeah, it's because of uh, Brock Lesnar, Mr. One-Show contract guy. He's rumored to be at Raw, same as... Uh, Ray Mysterio, all that. That's that, we're gonna get into that later because that's raw tonight. Uh, mm-hmm. But let's start off with Fastlane, exclusive SmackDown pay review. My opinion, better than the Elimination Chamber. Um, useless matches. Well, they're not really useless, but the kickoff show tag triple threat or six man tag team. Yeah, I could have done without it. Well, let's face it, it's it's the kickoff show. I mean, I hate yeah. to talk crap about wrestlers when they perform, but unfortunately, I'm just not invested in these kickoff shows because they are exactly what I what we just said. They're kickoff shows. They don't really have any relevance, and the program lets you know right away they really don't care, which sucks for those guys. Yeah, but I think the kickoff shows for Royal Rumble, Survivor Series, uh, the major, the the big, the big four pay per views, especially wrestling, mm-hmm. even WrestleMania's kickoff shows, they're they're quality matches in those because yes, you're not on the mm-hmm. main card, but you're at freaking WrestleMania. I'll give you that, but they're few and far between. Oh yeah, well last year's uh, was it the Intercontinental Title match last year on the? No, that was two years ago. Man, that's in Dallas. That's WrestleMania 31. Yeah. Never mind. Um, 
But usually they didn't put tile, they don't put titles on the line on kickoff shows. And the uh, match between Rusev Day and Nakamura didn't have a title, but that was really the actual starting match of the night. What did well, you, you think of that? Uh, first off, let's fast forward to last Tuesday night uh, when they when this little thing happened. A little, you broke my Aiden. I'm gonna break you. Then Nakamura just like, okay. Then at the end of at the end of the day, it's gonna be Nakamura Day. I'm like, holy crap, the boy has a voice. <laughs> That right there was a reason why I looked forward to that match because we know Shinsuke is guaranteed at the, one of the three main events at WrestleMania. I don't know I mean, top, how many main events are going to say this year's WrestleMania is going to be. Uh, but they, you knew dang well that Shinsuke was going to the main event. I knew personally, not personally, my opinion is you don't <laughs> let your number one guy that's going to the main event of the biggest stage to lose at a fast lane or lose that elimination chamber or lose that what was the pay, uh, paper that was always the was it no way no way out or armageddon that was always the pay-per-view before wrestlemania you don't make those guys lose before wrestlemania you just don't you just you look at the last 15 years you the guy who's going to the who won the royal rumble who's going to wrestlemania doesn't lose their match at the pay-per-view in between those two events I like the match. You but. want guys to, you, you want the momentum to keep going. You want to push them so that, you know, when you have the two fighters, you know, especially the one that wins the Royal Rumble, once you have them going up against each other, it's kind of like two rockets going in the air and then exploding. Like that's the basic idea. So yeah, having, having them, having somebody lose like say Rey Mysterio who went five and 11 as a champion. Uh, yeah, those are, that's not the best way to book someone. And luckily they didn't do that to Nakamura. And really this, I felt like this was like a really like a nothing match, but the match itself was good. I was very impressed by it. Those two guys that you can tell by the wrestlers themselves. It's one reason why people ask me, it's like, why you watch this fake stuff? I was like, I don't watch it. It's an art. It's literally, I don't watch it because I know it's a, you know, choreographed fight and then you, the outcomes usually predicted either five minutes before the match even starts or the outcomes are even told during the match uh which is kind of odd that i read that uh forgot who i think it was christian on his podcast yeah the edging christian podcast they did recently um they were talking about they had a fan ask a question like when do the outcomes of the matches happen and he goes sometimes vince tells you five minutes before the match sometimes vince tells you the day before the match Sometimes Vince tells you when you're already 30 minutes into the match. He tells who's going to win, right? how it's going to end, and the, and the referee translates to them, and they fight, they know who wins when, wins the match. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty interesting. I didn't that right that. there is what I love the most about wrestling is I, I find that what happens behind the scenes is almost as fascinating, if not more fascinating, than what actually happens in the ring. I mean, what happened to Roman Reigns against Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania 31? Like, that wasn't even planned until about 20 minutes before Seth Rollins came out. Like, nobody really knew that that was coming. Even Roman Reigns' own family didn't know that was coming because they were pretty much promised that he was going to win the title. And all of a sudden, he doesn't. Seth Rollins steals it, and the uh, the Reigns Which family I still is think that was one of the most ep- <laughs> Yeah, that's one of the most epic finishes to any WrestleMania in re- recent memory. Yeah, no, for me still, it's the number one finish. And I'm saying this as a Roman Reigns fan. If as long, even if my boy loses, if you can make it for great storytelling, I'm all for it. I am well, all you don't for have to worry about money in the <laughs> and bank. That, it worked. Yeah, uh, this you year, don't have to I'll, worry about the money. 
<laughs> Baron Corbin messed that shit up. <laughs> Man, I'm just hoping that they don't decide to change the match because of this whole like steroid thing. But we're getting a little bit off topic. We're jumping from one thing to the other. I feel like we should right now stick real quick with uh, Rusev and Nakamura. Like overall, what kind of grade would you give that match? Because going into it, I didn't think there was a whole lot to it. I just felt like they just threw this together. And that was going to be about it. But at the same time, you got to protect Nakamura because he doesn't really have an event this evening and he's going to be main eventing WrestleMania. So you give him something nice with a good wrestler like Rusev, who like you look at his face compared to now and about a year ago, total night and day. He's actually having fun. He's enjoying himself in the ring again. Him and Aiden English are a fantastic pairing. And I really liked the work that he did with Nakamura in the ring. I thought that overall it was a really good match. I wouldn't give it an A, but maybe a B, B plus. If this was Bleacher Report, I'd give it about that. Uh, I came into that match knowing that uh, there's no way they're going to make Nakamura lose. So I wasn't expecting a lot, and it, it, ex- it exceeded my expectation. Those two guys, chemistry was awesome. And that's one thing I appreciate about wrestling. And those two guys... At one moment, I was like, oh, shit, they're actually going to have Shinsuke lose to Rusev. I was like, oh, my God, this is going to happen. Then, bam, the Shinsuke won. So, I give it a B. I actually liked the match. It wasn't – it. the pairing didn't – You wish it meant right more. You wish that it meant more. Yeah, and I do believe that we could see something in the future. How those two guys competed in that ring, their chemistry is too – you have to get that chemistry back together. Maybe not have Rusev go after the, the WWE title in the next pay-per-view. No, but, you know, have them compete. That that was a good pair. And I just like how those two guys uh, work together. And, unfortunately, I love Rusev Day and that gimmick. And I honestly believe that they should push Rusev more towards a tag team division uh, than individual at the time because I would love to see them go after the Usos and, New Day and uh, the Knockout Brothers, which are the Bludgeon Brothers, of course, but <laughs> they, need, uh, they need to, in my opinion, they need to push uh, Rusev more. He's too good of an asset to just push away like Bray Wyatt. Um, that's what it seemed like they were doing. To that's Bray Wyatt and him are going down similar paths, but I think the WWE would rather keep Rusev than Bray Wyatt in the future date. But that, we'll get to that different another time. But yeah, Rusev I love Day the match. Definitely, Rusev Day is definitely saving. Well, Rusev's day, you know, that whole Rusev day thing is fantastic. I love the entrance. And the, the fact that Aiden English was actually able to get away with a little bit of rapping for the, for the introduction. That was just, actually pretty cool. <laughs> it blew my mind. Everybody in the house was like, oh, is this seriously happening? <laughs> Everybody loved it. It was definitely over. And I see, I see Hayden English and Rusev kind of at the kickoff show of Raw, of, of, not Raw, of WrestleMania, WrestleMania. with the with him going, again, <laughs> I could see that happen to get the crowd, pop, get that pop in the crowd. Um, but I like the match, and I just think they need to push Rusev uh, and Aiden. They're, they're a good asset to the company. Don't don't push them away like Bray Wyatt. And next, that brings us up to a couple of great assets in the company, one of which cares and the other chooses to care you could probably if you're a wrestling fan you know who i'm talking about bobby Roode and randy orton i was not really looking forward to this match i'll be perfectly honest i was not i really like randy orton but he's the main reason why i wasn't that interested at first at first because the problem with randy orton these days is that he still looks like a beast he can still perform 
He still has all those skills. He can talk on the mic sometimes, but it seems like I, I feel like he's been sleepwalking the last few years. Like he just doesn't really care as much, but when he does care, he puts on a good match when he's actually invested in it and he genuinely cares, he can put something good on. And last night was no exception. I was really impressed with the, with the, uh, with RKO taking on Bobby Roode. I was really impressed by that. I didn't expect much out of it. And that match definitely surprised me. Uh, one thing I love about that match is Bobby Roode, through when he was in TNA, is the exact same character Randy Orton is in the WWE. So when they hmm. now now Bobby Roode, well that's how when I watched when I used to watch TNA as religiously because I, I'm a big AJ Styles fan. So I went back. I, I've seen Bobby Roode when he was in TNA, uh, but his character it wasn't identical to Randy Orton, the Legend Killer days, but. This match to me is like, okay, Bobby Roode is supposed to be this next up-and-coming star in SmackDown, or the glorious Bobby Roode. People forget that Bobby Roode Roode is also three years older than Randy Orton. Yeah, I was looking at that. Uh, (laughs) Some some of the times where Bobby Roode was closing his eyes, I could see the road marks and the wrinkles and everything. I'm like, man. You know, like Randy Orton's been doing this in WWE for almost 20 years. It doesn't look like he has anywhere near as many road miles. And like TNA, you think they're working in the independence and whatnot, which is not easy. Wrestling in general is not easy, but the schedules are lighter. I figured that like he wouldn't be as worn out as, as he is now. But again, not trash talking. The guy is, he's a killer. He's fantastic in the ring. It just was very strange to me to see that Randy Orton doesn't look like he's aged anywhere near as much as Bobby Roode. Cause like with TNA, when you would do the tapings, it'd be like, you'd film like, you know, a few episodes in a couple of days and then you don't work again for a month. And then you go back, film another few episodes and so on and so forth. But with WWE, it's different. Like you're constantly working. You're working like five days out of the week. It's a and you're very... also traveling. Yeah, no, it's a, you're it's also a rough driving life. like three hours every night to the next city or you're flying. So they're all, Seriously. because they have, because you have Raw, SmackDown, then you have 205 Live, which is usually right at endurance SmackDown. Whoever's at, whoever hosts SmackDown, they get that. Uh, but even though it's supposed to be a Raw exclusive brand, it's there during SmackDown, after SmackDown. Um, mm-hmm. And you have t- uh, NXT, which is usually a fixed location in Orlando. They do travel a bit. Then you have all the live shows there on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, the house they go shows, yeah. Yeah, they go to the small arenas that would never host SmackDown or Raw. Then every four weeks, they go to every Sunday at major pay-per-view. So these guys, they put a couple thousand miles on them each year. And people like Cena, Orton, Undertaker, The Rock, some of the legends have been in the WWE for 10 to 15 years. They got over like 50,000, 60,000, maybe 100,000 miles just in one year because of all the areas they go to. That's a lot. But you look at that match between Orton and Bobby Roode, when they said Orton's an up-and-coming star in the WWE, I go, Jesus, he's older than Randy Orton. And Randy Orton looks like he still has another 10 years left in the business, how he looks. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I, the reason why I said I was really hoping that Roode wins so we can get the triple threat at WrestleMania, and that's where I want to see Orton win it. But when Orton won it last night, I was like, okay. Then, then I knew Ginger Mahal was somewhere around the damn corner. I was like, okay, 
come on, you uh, back in the old uh, with him, him and uh, one man band, and uh, what's his name? Uh, <laughs> yeah, three man band. <laughs> uh, three man band. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, let's see. You were literally one show away of getting kicked out of the WWE, then they changed his character, and all of a sudden he's, you know, the next big thing. I like Junior Mahal. I like his character, but I'd rather see a Orton Rude feud that can actually be built up because those two guys, if you looked at, looked at that match last night, it was very intriguing because Rude, how they Rude like invaded the RKO so many times. And I was like, Rude's gonna stick this out here and win this damn thing. And all of a sudden, he goes up to do one of his signature moves off of the turnbuckle, and all of a sudden, bam, RKO. I'm like, up, oh, good job, Rude. You're done. One, two, three. Game over. Uh, and I was, and that's one thing I like about Randy Orton is that even though his character, we go, okay, which one is he? Is he the Legend Killer? Is he the uh, cerebral, not cerebral assassin, it's Triple H, you dumbass. Uh, <laughs> the Viper. Uh, there's another one he is, but uh, La- Lazy I, Orton. Angry Orton. Stupid, stupid, uh, stupid. One thing I hate about Orton, and you can tell by how, I think that's why he's been walking around. The WWE is trying to make him a face. He's not a face. He's always, he, he needs, he needs to face. be. He's boring. Yeah, he needs to be a heel all the time. That's Randy Orton. Period. Like when the Undertaker was kicking butt, he was best when he was a heel, not a face. Mm-hmm. Even though, speaking of the Undertaker, uh, WWE announced today that Chris Rock is being inducted into the Hall of Fame of the WWE Celebrity Wing. I believe you mean that, Kid Rock. Kid Rock. <laughs> I, I wish Chris he was Rock. Chris Rock. I'd much rather uh, have Chris Rock than Kid Rock. <laughs> well, Kid, well, I think Limp Biscuit deserves it more than he does. Well, well, Limp Biscuit did the intro to Undertaker before, Roland, and Kid mm-hmm. Rock did uh, American Badass. So he gets inducted into the Hall of Fame, and apparently he's supposed to be in Detroit tonight. So, And that's where Rawls located. So we may get no, some no double dust. So that's what the Twitter is around WWE. Oh, but, I like the ma- but I like before the Before we go on to the next match, I want to say one quick thing, which you were just saying about the uh, the booking up to WrestleMania. You know, as what, I really liked that match last night, but a, a thought occurred to me. If Bobby Roode had won, that actually would have been a lot better because Randy Orton had never gotten the United States title. You know, if that was the only title he hadn't gotten before he became the Grand, champ, uh, Grand Slam champion last night. I think it would have been better if Rude won last night and then at WrestleMania, they made Randy Orton the United States champion. Cause I feel like it would have meant a lot more because he's not going to well, get a main event spot in, in, in WrestleMania. So did, at least build up what you, he's going to get in the best way possible. Yeah. And I think if he was to win at WrestleMania, it would have been a perfect cap off. Did you watch talking smack after? Uh, no, I had to drive a few of my friends home. So I wasn't um, able to. Randy Orton said it, it. This is a longtime dream of his. Went into Grand Slam, and uh, and while I was watching Renee Young, I was back in my head. It's like Randy, you don't give two shits about the mid card title. Only only t- only one that you care about, which I think holds a higher prestige than the United States, is the Intercontinental. Which honestly, yes. I think the Intercontinental is a much like the Miz. People are going to look at the Miz and go, "Well, he's he's a mid card." Yeah, the Miz the Miz is going to the Hall of Fame as the maybe the best Intercontinental Champion the WWE's ever seen. Well, recently, but there's been some great honky tonk man. 
Yeah. Honky Tonk. <laughs> uh, what's the guy's name? He held it for like a thousand days, but that was when wrestling was just had like thousands of different type of organizations. But he held it for like a thousand days. He was like the second Intercontinental Champion. But Miz says I'm the longest rating. I'm like, uh, you're kind of a couple thousand days short, bro. Uh, well, at one time, at what at one time it was the Honky Tonk man. But yeah, no, there is somebody else. Unfortunately, I can't but, I can't think of him right now. Yeah, I don't think honestly. I think that. Going after the Grand Slam for Randy Orton? Yeah, okay, all right, whatever. You don't care about that. Randy Orton, his character, him himself, has headlined WrestleMania by himself. He doesn't care about no. Yeah, it's the United States. Uh, it's gonna, he's gonna be. You, he's a future Hall of Famer. We already know that. Period. Mm. Uh, yeah, that'd be nice if he won the Grand Slam. But it felt like the Randy Orton, uh, Bobby Roode store feud. That started right after literally a week, I think either a week before Elimination Chamber or that the week of Elimination Chamber. And it was pretty much like forced on. Like we need we need to have like a secondary or thirdary match. Because uh It felt like uh, we an don't afterthought. Have, yeah, it was like okay because honestly I rather I would have rather seen Randy Orton in the six pack challenge than John freaking mid midlife crisis Cena right now. Uh I was but, so happy to see him lose. <laughs> We're getting a little yeah, ahead of ourselves there. Yeah, my boy won though, but he's going to lose at WrestleMania, but anyways. Uh, oh, but yeah, shall Randy we move Orton, on to the ladies yeah. though after this? Which well, ladies? Hmm. Well, we had Carmella and Natalia versus Becky Lynch and Naomi. The tag team match. What well, you tell me what you think of this first. I'll give you the lead. Okay. Naomi, Natalia. Hmm. That feud right there has been what six months, seven months long now, and they really haven't really settled it in the ring yet. Becky Lynch uh, deserves to be pushed a lot more than she is. Carmella, they need to make keep her relevant because of the Money in Bank, which I believe she's going to do something stupid because I think her thing is about to expire. I think she's supposed to cash it in before WrestleMania. Am I correct? Uh well she can at WrestleMania I think it's up until the next Money in the Bank so Money in the Bank's enough for a little while now that's a few months down Money the Bank's road in June I think yeah so she still has time she doesn't actually have to do it at WrestleMania but they may be trying to get her to to pull a Seth Rollins perhaps oh no 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 if she does on the Raw one yeah but not on Charlotte and Oscar. Please don't screw up. <laughs> I actually kind of want to see that now, just so I can hear you yell and bitch about it. <laughs> Carmella beats Asuka in the freaking WrestleMania. I'm like, Asuka's undefeated streak ends because of that <laughs> shit? I'll, I will, like, delete everything off my Facebook, Twitter. I'm like, you know what? No, screw you, WWE. I'm done with you. Like, I... Like, same reaction I had against The Undertaker in WrestleMania 30. I'm done with it. I'm done with it. What was I doing the next day? I was watching Raw. <laughs> I can live with it. You'll be back. I love I love, oh. I love, love seeing people get trolled in WWE. Maybe that's the big reason why I like Roman Reigns, because people hate him so much. And WWE just keeps pushing him anyway. Overall, I thought this match was okay. Nothing special, nothing huge, but I mean, I like Carmella. I like Natalia. I've I've always loved Natalia. I've always felt that she never really truly got her due, and I was very happy when she got her title finally, 
because she's been in the company for so long. I felt like she was like, again, Rodney Dangerfield, not getting any respect. But mm-hmm. uh, last night was okay. It was all right. Uh, it seems strange that the ref would throw out uh, Naomi and Becky. But then, of course, he did throw um, – uh, good Lord. Oh, no, wait. That was another match. No, sorry. That, that's when uh, Becky Lynch and, uh, and them came through for the Charlotte match. I stand corrected yeah. there. Uh, but, yeah, I guess, that, I guess that tells you right there how kind of average this match was because I was mixing it up with something else that happened later in the night. It was an okay match for what it was. Uh, the guys time, were boys. not impressed. I was okay with it. It's like a C, C plus. I was fine with it. It was just fine. I look at that match and I go, you have Natalia, who has a historical, her family is you know, enriched in wrestling. Becky mm-hmm. Lynch, in my opinion, like I just said about Baron Colvin and earlier in the show, is uh, being underused. Becky Lynch fits that role. I believe she should be used in a bigger role. But now that Asuka is now going to be on SmackDown, we're going to see some entertaining women's matches on SmackDown. Period. Because you're going to have Charlotte, Natalia, Naomi, and Becky Lynch against Asuka. Unless Asuka decides to go back to Raw, but I don't think they're going to do that unless they're going to blend both brands together as one again and we'll have one massive cluster of shows to watch, and I wish they uh, would do that. It sounds like they're. It sounds to me like that is what they're going back to. That's that. Uh, you for, got for, for worse. Either that, or you're yeah. going to get two shows, and the two shows just come together at the pay per view, which is also fine by me. I don't mind that. If they do it like the Attitude Era, that uh, we'll see you tomorrow night SmackDown, so on, so on. Yeah, but don't have like superstars are just on one brand, and other superstars on another brand have a continuous show. Have like AJ Styles on Raw, uh, Triple H, Ronda Rousey on SmackDown. You know, like how they did back in the Attitude Era. Like the sh- if they could get Monday's some kind of invasion angle going, I think that that would be best. There's so much yeah. fun when you have wrestlers from other shows come in and invade. Like especially what what the New Day did. Uh, you know, about what six months ago, give or take. I like that. I like it when you have other folks come through, even if it is from a show that is WWE owned, it adds a bit of complexity and competition that just hasn't been there since WCW closed its doors. Correct. And I, the other thing that I didn't like about the free agents, like John Cena's the free agent. Give me, <laughs> you're not a free freaking, agent. you're the only free agent because they know WWE knows if they ask you to do something, you'll do it. That's the reason why you're a free agent. You're not a free agent because uh, because you're there for the fans. No, you're there because Vince McMahon will tell you something, you go do it. You you have been the WWE's bitch for what 16 years now, so that's mm-hmm. why he's a free agent. Because he goes when he's asked to go do something, he's going to do something. Like he's going to be in that massive Royal Rumble in. Was it late April in Saudi Arabia, which is kind of pretty interesting? But um, like, there's like 50 superstars. Uh, do we have enough male athletes to go in there? But anyways, uh, what other match do you want to get into? I know there's the tag team match, which is. I feel like we should just go right down the line. I was about to say, I know who might become a free agent soon, but like literal free agents, the Bludgeon Brothers, when they came in and interrupted the New Day versus uh, the Usos who I love their fights. I could watch the Usos in the New Day fight forever, you know. I think that they have excellent chemistry, but, man, the Bludgeon Brothers. I don't think I can talk about this match without 
talking about what happened with Xavier Woods. From what I'm hearing, mm-hmm. he legitimately got hurt. It sounds like he has a spinal contusion. Oh, man, like it was really hard to see that. Uh, you know, I was enjoying the match, and out come the Bludgeon Brothers. I'm like, okay, okay, so they're getting pushed. All right. And you just powerbomb this guy onto a steel chair, and his head just and his neck just hit the back of the edge of, of it, of, of the of the metal stairs. And then you see in... Uh, Xavier Woods just twitching and they're just very slowly moving him. I feel like they didn't know what to do because then they started showing Roman Reigns promos from raw. And this is a SmackDown pay-per-view, which told me that that injury was not, it was not expected. Like they were just flying by the seat of their pants, just trying to do something to buy time to get him off at, you know, to get him out of, out of the ring. Like, I don't know what went on there. I hope that that was kayfabe. I hope that, I hope that they were working us. But man, that was just brutal to watch. Like my stomach turned when I saw the replay of Xavier Woods' head just going back on the steel steps. I think that was a little bit too much if they legitimately hurt him. I don't know what they're going to do with the Bludgeon Brothers, you know, after that. Because that's just dangerous, man. You ever notice uh, they only show the replay once? Mm Mm-hmm. And once they you saw the replay once, you never saw that exact replay again. Well, you saw when... uh, Harper slaps, you know, Rowan, but then the other attacks, but not the one at Xavier Woods. They only showed that one time, and that was it. Because they 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 saw the replay, and they were like, oh, nope, we're not showing this because you can legitimately see where Xavier Woods hurt uh, hurt himself. (coughs) It was a rough spot. Uh, I feel like the Bludgeon Brothers should have just walked away. If they had just not stopped and looked at him, the night would have gone so differently. And now they may I have think, put their careers in jeopardy. Yeah, I I don't think they're going it, – it's not the Bludgeon Brothers' fault, in my honest opinion, because I guarantee they talked about doing that moments before the match, and I guarantee mm-hmm. they could very well rehearse it before because they do rehearse matches. I just think it was just bad timing and – Either Xavier Woods was hurt before then and couldn't sustain the next hit, or it was just such a bang bang. Uh, I was gonna say like a bang bang play. By the time it happened, it was too late. So, but they probably from- did plan it out. But man, like you look at what Cena did with the steel steps, and you compare that to the Bludgeon Brothers, it's night and day. Like he did it right. Like he didn't hurt his guy, and he made it look good. Even if these guys planned it out, if I was Vince, I would be pissed really pissed because you could have just ended the career of one of the biggest tag teams of all time yeah like that that's like burning money right there you don't want your employees burning money and in the new days has been even though they're a gimmick that's lasted well, going on their third year uh fourth year isn't it 31 no yeah. they're going on their fourth year yeah, it's uh, almost their fifth at this point yeah, and it, and their their rivalry with the Usos and the gimmick of the New Day, the 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 positivity, the pancakes, the cereals, the bootios, and they're just they're because I remember going to a SmackDown here down down here in Jacksonville when they were closer to me opening act right off the bat, and they go, oh Jacksonville, I'm like, oh crap, New Day. And the and the crap and the crap, the crowd gives a pop every every time the new when uh, Big E does his intro. 
everyone loves the New Day. They, I remember when they first started, it was like New Day sucks, but those guys stuck together. They made it work, and they could be. If I honestly don't think the, the spinal contusion is a bad, uh, like it's a bad injury, but it's not severe to where Xavier Woods could be out for his career. But there's a chance it could be. If you do anything with the spinal cord, there's a chance you there, there's gonna be damage. But I just by how the how he hit himself, and I think he tweeted something out this morning. I I don't remember what he tweeted, but. I hopefully he's back and gets a full recovery. And I looked up stuff about other spinal contusions, and it's usually four to five weeks out. And if you're four to five weeks out, and WrestleMania is four weeks away, the new day uh, Xavier Woods is going to miss WrestleMania. And I still even the even the match itself with the Usos doing New Day's moves, with the New Day doing the Usos moves. I'm like, man, even the Hell in the Cell match from a couple of or this year. It was – they know how they're, – they're, they work so much together and their abilities and their different moves. I'm like, no matter what, you can get these two tag teams together, and they'll show you something different each and every time. And with if you take the injury of Xavier Wood out of the picture, I can like what you said. I can watch the Usos and the New Day all six matches on pay-per-view because they're going to show you something different all six times. Uh, the Usos have reinvented themselves. I'm so happy with them. And that promo work that they were doing, talking about the comparison between the New Day and themselves, when they did the whole, ooh, so, that whole thing, like, it it, it was, like, really cutting down to the core. It almost felt like Biggie was really saying that to him. It felt like a work shoot. And the more, you know, promos that you can do that have that touch of reality, oh, man, that's just magic. That's just always good stuff. And all we can do is hope that this doesn't slow down Xavier. Maybe Xavier will still be able to talk on the mic, but I definitely wouldn't want him in the ring anytime soon after seeing that. But again, if it was kayfabe, if they fooled us, man, good work. Great acting. <laughs> Xavier Woods needs an Academy Award. <laughs> yeah, but those twitches weren't acting. That's, that was like literally nerves, nervous, nerve on nervous nerve pains or nerve twitches he can't really you can't really act that uh but i see uh i see a new day and uso and the bludgeon brothers unless they get canned uh at wrestlemania somehow i want them to do well uh especially um sorry not eric rowan what's his face um luke harper yeah, Luke Harper. For some reason, I always have trouble remembering Luke Harper's name. I don't know why. But I love Luke Harper. I've listened to a couple of interviews of, with him. Uh, he did one down here on the, the Chad Dukes wrestling show. And Chad Dukes is a local radio personality. Uh, like, Harper rarely does interviews because he likes to stay mystique and in character. And the one thing about him that I absolutely love and I never knew about, he's a huge Washington Redskins fan. So every time I see him, I'm like, all right, Redskins, let's go, dude. Come on, come on. I love Luke Harper now, ever since I heard that interview. So I'm always yeah. rooting for him. I hope that this doesn't just destroy the careers, which it could. It's got the potential of it if this is a really serious injury. But hopefully, you know, he'll be fine. They'll like, we took down Xavier Woods. You know, we took down the New Day and the Usos all in one night. What are you guys going to do to us? You know, they could do something like that. It could work. But did Ruby Riot and Charlotte Flair for the Women's SmackDown title, did that work for you? Uh, thank God it's over. 
Ooh. I assuming um, you didn't like it that much. The match itself was not bad. Uh, it was just a matter of time of me like, okay, is Asuka's music going to hit during the middle of the match to distract Charlotte, or is Asuka's music going to hit right after the match? I knew for that pay-per-view to hit its peak, that Elimination Chamber could have done, but they didn't with could have had the dong for the freaking Undertaker or someone like that. They didn't do it. Uh, the match itself... Yeah, true. The match itself... Ruby Riot is an up-and-comer. I still think she's better as a tag team or she needs her squad. I don't see her as a good one-on-one individual. It was basically the SmackDown WWE was trying to give Charlotte a competition so we have that introduction of Asuka. It was that whole build-up about you're given, all your all stuff you had was given to you. You didn't earn it. We've heard that before from other different characters and throughout the WWE. We constantly see it, and I'm like, okay, uh, this uh, feud between Ruby Wright and Charlotte needs to end now because it's just lost everything. So, for me, yeah, it was basically it the introduction of Oscar. Yeah. But that's about it. Just the fact that Oscar came out, like, that's all that really did it for you. Yeah, I was waiting for Oscar to come out because I want Oscar. <laughs> Like I said at the, the Elimination the Elimination Chamber show, and I was like, Oscar deserve Oscar can do so much better in SmackDown than in Raw because of Charlotte. I've been happy with her on Raw, but yeah, not Charlotte and Oscar. I feel like there's a lot, a lot that you could do there. Charlotte is stiff, and so is Oscar, and I think that their two styles, although they're very similar will actually complement each other. Sometimes you want like the hard hitter with the agile high flyer, you know, I got a question that for works you. out better. Oh, shoot. Oscar Charlotte. Main event. Hmm. A main event for WrestleMania. Uh, I wouldn't mind it. Uh, there's so much unfinished business with between Brock Lesnar and Roman. And if they keep working these promos like they've been doing lately, I'm going to be just a little bit more invested, but would I be cool with Oscar and Charlotte? Hell yeah. I would love to see that. So in what that order do you think match. the, in what order do you think the final two final? Cause you know, WrestleMania is going to be a five hour event. It, yeah. It's, it's, it's going to be a smorgasbord. It's been a five hour event for the last three years or four years. As long as I remember. The four mm-hmm. main matches on the card are the, the mixed tag match between Steph, Triple H, Ronda Rousey, and, and uh, almost said Rusev, Kurt Angle, mm-hmm. uh, the women's title match, Charlotte and Asuka, uh, Shinsuke, AJ, and Brock, and Lesnar. I think Lesnar's probably going to be last. Uh, it would probably be better if they put Charlotte and Asuka second, but sometimes you need a breather. So I think it's a toss-up for like second-to-last match. It will either be the Triple H Kurt Angle match with Ronda Rousey, so. or it's going to be Charlotte versus Asuka. Which, if they can do it right without wearing us out, it could be a good bang bang to have one championship and then the other to close out the show. But it would because not surprise usually... me to see the Triple H match before that or a- after the Asuka Charlotte match. And then uh, what was what was the other match? Uh, Shinsuke and AJ. Oh man, Shinsuke mm-hmm. and AJ. God, where do where do we put them? Too many titles. 
Ooh, that, that's mania. a hard balancing act. Ask me again in about two or three weeks when I have a better Once idea. We, yeah, well, in two or three, in two, in two weeks period, well, I think we'll find out the what I've been reading is that they want to have nine main card matches at WrestleMania and two kickoff show matches, so eleven matches in five hours. Which I'd is be cool with that. Because last last year's WrestleMania was. Uh, eight main card matches and two mid card are pre show matches. But one of those pre show matches was, I think, the Battle Royal that took about 20 minutes to do. Uh, oh, yeah, so, the uh, the Battle Ro- the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Yeah. But I still, because if you look right now, the cards that I've already set up, or the matches I've already set up, the, the four I've already mentioned, uh, you also got the triple threat for the Intercontinental title. Uh, Finn Balor, Miz, and Seth Rollins, and you're going to have a triple threat for the United States, uh, Orton, Bobby Roode, and Ginger Mahal. So right there, there's six matches. You know John Cena is going to get his dang match. Stop the midday crisis, John. You're going to get a match at WrestleMania. That's like telling The Rock you're not getting a match when you're in your prime. Yeah, okay, stop with your midday crisis. You're going to get in a match at freaking WrestleMania. And I think he may know who it is. Tonight. Just saying. <laughs> oh, oh, I know. Need... I want to see Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns go at it. That's what I'm looking forward to. What happens if that starts the show? <laughs> that probably will. Uh, so far, like, it's, like it's start... funny. Like, it... <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry you were saying. I was going to say, would it be something after the fireworks to start? You hear, uh, uh, you hear this in the background right at the beginning. Okay. Is that my ring computer? Is that my phone going off? Reigns comes out, there's a first match, you go, oh, okay. You'll be like, oh, WrestleMania was good. All right, I'll turn it off. WrestleMania, like all the matches, should just have Roman Reigns. Just put him in all of them and have him win them all. That's how they should do WrestleMania. Roman Reigns, they're. They're, they're trying so hard for him to be a face. It's not even funny. But uh, give him, have him as a heel. He'll he'll get. What they're trying to do here is make Brock Lesnar being the bad guy and not being you know he doesn't give a shit about the roster in the background. They're trying to make they're trying to find a way to get the fans to buy into him. I respect as a WWE fan, even though I don't like Roman Reigns as a character. He's a great athlete, and when you watch all the documentaries and shows that are on WWE Network with him in it. He, he's a pretty cool dude. I'm not dissing on him as a person. But if you told me Brock Lesnar or Roman Reigns, who would I rather be, will align with if I was in the fight, I'll go Roman because of his dedication. He's, he's on every freaking show besides SmackDown or 205 Live or NXT, but he's, not, he's there every single week, unlike Brock. Brock is once every three months, maybe. Possibly, but yeah, he just shows up when he wants, and it's yeah. annoying. I want a universal champion that actually shows up for the show, and Charlotte was able to do that, and she won last night. Kind of want to get back on track real quick. Uh, oh, you only got one on match. This match. Yeah, well, now we do, but you know, it's uh, we're starting to run a little bit low on time, but we'll be all right. But look, overall, I want to get back to Ruby Riot versus Charlotte, and this. Uh, this struck me last night. I don't think that they really had the best chemistry. I think that no. after uh, Becky Lynch and Naomi came in, something like clicked. Like the match really took off after that. 
especially with the backflip that Charlotte did from the crowd. Like it, it really started to get a lot better. But yeah, Ruby Riot, I like her. I like what she's about. I like that punk side of her. I just wish that all of her outfits didn't look like she just got them from Spencer's. But I like the idea. Uh, she's just a little bit green. She just needs a little bit more work. But the fact that she was able to put on as much as she did with Charlotte tells me that she is a she's a future winner. Like for sure, she's going to be there for a while. As long as she doesn't screw up, you know. As long as she stays on the straight and narrow, she'll be fine. But a lot of people, including Bleacher Report, have given this match like an A minus. I don't know about that. It was what the hell was all right. They I gave it about a B. But I thought that it was a little bit disappointing. But once Naomi and Becky came in to protect Charlotte from the rest of the Riot Squad, the match took off, and they had me after that. And then, of course, Asuka comes out. Awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I was very happy. And there's not much more I can say about that. When Oscar, when you saw the mask on the, the Jumbotron and the pop you heard in that crowd, I'm like, okay, SmackDown, you just beat Elimination Chamber, just like that. Yeah, Fast I did a lot better than Ronda Rousey coming out. Yeah. Uh, Fastlane was a good pay-per-view. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. It wasn't, you know, I'm going to rewatch it tonight on WWE Network. No, not like that. It's not like the Money in the Bank pay-per-view from two years ago where I can watch almost every single day because it's freaking awesome. But this one was pretty good. There's some. There's other pay-per-views that we, this year that were like duds. Hint, Battleground. Extreme mm-hmm. Rules. Those were two duds right after WrestleMania. I'm like, okay, Payback was awesome. Then you had Extreme Rules and Battleground. <laughs> oh, whatever. But anyways, we got the main event, which was a six-pack challenge last night, which I thought would, well, could have been a disaster, but turned out to be epic. Because the guy I who I didn't want to win lost. So sorry, Cena. Have your midday crisis. We'll see you on Raw tonight. I, I when Cena put his head in in that damn match, I'm like, well, there goes my chance of my dark horse winning the damn title because the guy doesn't get enough damn respect, even though he has one of the sweetest intros in um, WWE, which with a new song he has is Baron Coleman. In the days, that intro is fucking legit. Excuse my language, but it's legit. They need to push that guy. He's a good athlete. He plays his character like it, he's supposed to. He is the new version of The Undertaker, kind of, that dark side. But they're but not I'm glad pushing you him see like that. it. I'm he, glad you he, see that. He, I love that character. The uh, end of days. The uh, oh, was his not six. Uh, what's the other movie? Does uh, he spins the guy around? He got Cena with it, and that's like Dolph Ziggler's on his way out. You could tell, but you had the up and comer. And, and Corbin, you have K, uh, Kev, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. I understand those guys. You expect a match with them and Shane McMahon again. Whoop de do. I'm tired of the yep, yep type of thing. Like you said last <laughs> month, you get tired of it. I'm now starting to get sick of it. Um, I'm but, starting to hate Shane McMahon now. They're really getting me to turn on him. Oh, they're he, they're trying to make – it's either going to be him or Triple H is going to be the Vince McMahon from the I2 era here in a couple of years, because I do think Vince is going to leave once the XFL begins. Um, as long but, as it's successful. Yeah. As long as it's successful. That's true. But that's also a kind of, uh, schedule mix up. I just dawned on me. The XFL season will be during the same weeks as WrestleMania. 
Ooh, wow. I didn't even think about that. It just <laughs> dawned on me now. That is something. That's actually something we should probably talk about on the next XFL podcast is what's that going to do to the to the timing of everything? Where Are we going to see a bunch of XFL commercials during WrestleMania or vice versa? Like, that could go either way. Could it be a bye week? <laughs> and so substituting have... for the running back of the <laughs> Omaha Marauders, Roman Reigns. <laughs> I just that just dawned on me. I'm like, wow, that that's a good subject we could talk about for our next um, XFL podcast. But to get the six pack challenge, people, I've seen Twitter, I've seen everything about YouTube videos and Twitter and Instagram. People are saying this is a useless match. They shouldn't be doing this, and I'm like, it's not a useless match because you know dang well the F, the, the WWE put John Cena in that match to troll the universe yep because they 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 did that because they, they wanted you think john cena was going to win the damn match when vince mcmahon already knows like yeah we're giving you your shinsuke and Nak- uh shinsuke and shinsuke nakamura match okay the shinsuke aj styles the uh, uh, if Corey graves says ken shots uh, one more time out loud i'm going to stab him in his throat not not being like being <laughs> Not being like I'm actually going to do it, so don't report me, people. I'm just saying he says every time he goes, well, he goes, well, Ken Shasta is uh, our Nakamura is such a Ken Shasta. I'm like, okay, we know it's Ken Shasta, dude. Don't <laughs> blow up my speakers on my TV. And he does that for that spear, uh, the fabulous forearm, and there's another one, uh, end of days. He goes, oh, my God, John Cena just saw the end of days. I'm like. He's still moving around, so he's still alive. So he still has a day or so left. But they're trying to replace him with JBL, which I still believe is a good replacement. But anyways, let me get back to the match. WWE trolled with John Cena. They were trying to make it seem like John Cena was going to win the match. The Sami Zayn-Owens ordeal with Shane McMahon. Okay, I know what they're trying to do. I'm getting irritated of it. It's been going on It goes on and on. When did it really start? Like right after Survivor Series, wasn't it? And it just been yeah. it's just been around. The, it was around it, that's annoying. It was just annoying. Yeah, I think it started right after the, the SmackDown versus Raw tag match, elimination tag. It had to be there because it's been that long. It's been almost five months. But anyways, I get, okay. And Cena burying people has been going on forever. I was actually getting really mad, and they they got me. They got me because Cena dropping like four FUs or AAs as they call them now. I still call it the FU. But anyway. He does that to, like, everybody in the ring. Like, what the hell are you doing, WWE? Seriously? And then and then I started to see that I got trolled. I was like, ah, I see what you're doing here, Vince. I see you. And uh, AJ Styles did hardly nothing. <laughs> yeah, AJ Styles went to sleep after he went through the table. I was surprised nobody in the crowd was yelling, AJ sleeping, AJ sleeping. Because he really did. Like, everybody else was doing the work. He just came up, did a phenomenal forearm on KO, and game over. That was it. Strategy. <laughs> it worked. Uh, yeah, it did. But, I mean, look, you want it your champion. Like, you, want, yeah. you want your champion physically defending the title in the match. And when he's asleep for, like, a good third of it and just comes out of nowhere to win it, although I'm happy that he won because I love AJ Styles, it just uh, – thematically, it just didn't really do anything for me. I was like, so you don't okay, love AJ Styles. Up, and that was it. You don't love AJ Styles like you love Roman Reigns, like I love AJ Styles. 
No, I guess not. I mean, sometimes, you know, I, I sit back and I think about them. Like, what is it about Roman that really I get behind? I'm not, I'm not even 100% sure. Uh, maybe it's just he's all just, the trolling. Just, maybe AJ's not such a troller, you know? Maybe that's why. AJ's better on the mic, and he, he, he attracts yeah, more yeah. fans because of his history with TNA. Mm. Roman Reigns was just Wait, NXT. there are fans of TNA? <laughs> yeah, good point. <laughs> That's the only reason why I watch TNA. It's because I, back in the day when Kurt Angle was there, I'm like, oh, Kurt Angle's there, and we're still wrestling Sting. with a uh, freaking broken neck. Uh, then uh, it's like, who's this AJ Styles guy? A little short hair, like a little midget, went into television title all the time, or the X Division title. I was like, this guy ain't going to do shit, and I just followed him since then, and like now he's a freaking WWE champion. I'm like, I followed that guy for about 10 years when he was a nothing in TNA to where he is now. And people, yeah, like, people are like, he's come a long way. He's come a very, very yeah. long way. And I think the reason why people don't buy into Roman Reigns is because of that, because Roman Reigns is a WWE product. But I don't understand why they don't like him like that while they support and jump on the bridge and, you know, on Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose and Bailey and Sasha Banks and Charlotte, those are also as well WWE products. But I don't know why Roman Reigns gets a bad rap. Maybe it's because he they think he's living to his cousin's names or his family name because of the rock and all. I don't understand. No, a lot of, he, that, that is kind of the issue. A lot a lot of people do say that everything is handed to him, but I'm like, look, uh there's a lot of wrestlers that you can go off lineage that have connections that have been very successful. I mean, the Annoy family, you know, like obviously they're huge with the Usos and, you know, the rock and whatnot. But in my opinion, like what is so wrong about having a wrestler, you know, not only succeed, but like, you know, possibly getting pushed because of the lineage. But at the same time, it's like, it makes sense to me that they would push him. Why wouldn't you want a guy that has wrestling literally in his blood that's been learning it since childhood? He knows anything and everything about wrestling because he grew up with it. Why is that such a bad thing? Why is that such a stigma? I don't really understand because, you know, like, like, like when you have like Chris Sims, the son of Phil Sims, trying to be a quarterback, nobody gives him the time of day. I can understand that because football, I'm not going to say one's harder than the other, but because it's much more of like a team thing, uh, it makes it more difficult. Like that makes it a lot harder to get through. And I can see why people will be like, oh, Chris Sims. Yeah, whatever. He's the son of a quarterback, whatever. You know, he ain't going to make it. You know, we're not yeah. going to give anything to him. But when it comes to wrestling, like it's best like when your family is involved in it, like the Guerrero family. Does anybody talk mm-hmm. shit about Eddie or Chavo, you know, because they had that wrestling blood? No, nobody talks about that. They just well, they kind talk of about Chavo all the time. About uh, yeah, but, you know, Chavo is what he is. He's a mid-carder, well, but Vicky he's Carrera, an excellent yeah. wrestler. Chavo has always been, like, one of those guys that I felt that, as far as the Guerrero family name goes, he's always gotten shortchanged. But that wasn't always his fault. I mean, well, every time playing... you see Vicky Guerrero <laughs> come in, and every time you see Vicky Guerrero come in, hear Eddie, mm-hmm. that's what the crowd yeah. the, the fans respect that. Yeah, I understand. I understand where you're coming from. And that's a perfect example. Like, the Guerreros never got the backlash like what Roman gets. And the Usos are starting to get it, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, like he it, – it's unfair. It's not fair. Yeah. And I guess that's, that's like why he, I root for Roman. I think uh, that right there is my answer. That's why I root for him. 
and like one of my one of my buddies says, like Roman Reigns is trying to be too much like The Rock. I was like, uh, really? No, John Cena is trying to be too much like The Rock. Roman Reigns has no comparison to The Rock. Roman Reigns doesn't yeah, have the mic skills. Worse, whether whether or not you hate him or like him, he's nothing like The Rock. Oh no, John Cena is almost uh, not almost about eighty percent like The Rock because mm. Cena has the mic skills. Cena attracts the crowds. Or used to. I don't know if he tracks crowds anymore, but yeah, the kids. A lot of kids still buy his merchandise. Cena in his prime and The Rock in his prime are almost exact copies. Not, but not by you know color, but race, but character-wise, exact copy. And my and here's all Roman Reigns merchandise, everything. And Roman and they say Roman Reigns is like The Rock. It's like no, they just set him up to fail, but. Honestly, Vince McMahon doesn't care. He goes, if you're booing Roman, we're keeping him out there because you're still watching the matches. Yeah, in the world of wrestling, any reaction is a good reaction, as long as it's negative or positive. If it's nothing, if it's flatline, if it's quiet, you're out on your ass. But if you're getting booed like crazy, look at X-Pac. Remember how much heat he got? They never fired him. They kept him going. (laughs) Well, overall... The six-pack challenge, I know we distracted again. That's what we do best. Uh, the six-pack challenge at Fastlane, in my opinion, besides the Elimination Chamber match, had stipulations in it. The winner went to go face Brock Lesnar. Six-pack mm-hmm. challenge, the winner will go face Shinsuke Nakamura. And in the Elimination Chamber, you had a possibility of Cena and Roman and uh, Braun Strowman that could have won. In the six-pack challenge, I only saw three guys that could very well have won that match last night. And two of them got screwed back-to-back. That was Kevin Owens and Zayn Zayn. I, I could have seen something that they could have done that to uh, troll the fans. But I understand the fans I'm getting sick of it, but anyways. I dug that. I was I was so happy with him. Uh, like it, I'm hating Shane, but all for all the right reasons. I was actually very happy with with those spots that he did when he pulled out Kevin Owens, as it looked like he had the win, and then he pulls Sami Zayn as well. And after the match is over, he's just like walking back with that kind of, you know, young looking Vince Strutt, and looks at Owens and he looks at Zayn. He's like, Yeah, y'all some bitches. I'm out of here. I love that. <laughs> That's one thing I love about wrestling. You can hate the character, but if the guy plays the character perfectly, you have to respect it. The reason why I hated Triple H for most of my wrestling life, fanhood, I love the guy now. I love the Cerebral Assassin. Looking back at him, like, that guy pissed me off so freaking much when I was a kid. I like the guy. He's, he's a great guy. And characters like that sell. Kevin Owens' character, yes. I think Eventually, he'll be a great heel. He should stay heel. Never turn fan favorite. Uh, but anyways, I give the I give the uh, match a overall B plus. Do I say it's better than the actual Elimination Chamber match? Uh, I call it a draw. But you'll give the Elimination Chamber a little bit higher because your boy won it, Roman Reigns. Uh, but, but it was basically a. Elimination Chamber match without the Chamber at Fastlane. Similar matches for two both brands, in my opinion. I call it a draw. Um, but the right people won both matches, if you catch my drift. 
I don't. <laughs> right, Roman won his because, yes, yeah, Strowman and Brock would have been nice to watch, but uh, you're giving me another Goldberg versus Brock right there. That match was never entertaining. Uh, and, I don't know about that. Uh, then uh, the first one where Brock just gets wrecked by Goldberg, like I was just okay. That was shocked funny. that that's what they decided to do. That's the last thing that I expected them to do, and it worked. Whether or not the other matches worked, that's that's up to opinion. But I was okay with it. It was like it was going back and doing a remake because that original from 2004 between Brock and uh, Goldberg at WrestleMania is one of the worst matches I've ever seen in my life. And I yes. just wanted them to go back <laughs> yeah. and fix it. And they did. <laughs> Not perfect, but I was happy. <laughs> you 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 pointed out the match that when I think of Brock Lesnar and him, I think of that match all the time. I'm like, could have done so much better. And that's the last image. And they, you know, they did. They were they brought it back. Uh, but seeing that the eliminate fast lane's done, all the useless well how my buddy calls it. All the useless pay-per-views are now over, and now we're getting to the granddaddy of them all. Then we'll have another five useless pay-per-views till we get to SummerSlam. Uh, but we know we're making this short. Get done here about five minutes. Last question. Mm. We know Cena is going to have a match. Who do you think he's going to face? And do we know who he's, who he's going to face tonight? Because I think they need uh, to because you're running out of time. You're running out, running out of weeks. I don't know, Ric Flair. I mean, it seems to me oh, like they're Jesus. just throwing a bunch of older wrestlers at him. Matches that should have happened five, ten years ago, and they just didn't get up, didn't get up off of their creative asses and come up with something. Uh, I really don't know. This one's kind of got me caught off guard. I, I don't know who he's going to face, but I know that either way, going to be a little bit irritated. Because it, he just keeps saying, oh, I do this for me. I do it in and out. You know, nobody helps me. Bullshit. Nobody helps you. I'm sorry, Cena. Like, you can only insult my intelligence for so long as a hardened wrestling fan. I'm sure it's not like yeah. a smart. There's plenty of people out there that probably think I, I think that I, that I know everything about everything in wrestling, which I don't. You know, I probably got fooled by the whole uh, New Day thing with the Bludgeon Brothers last night. But I'm smarter than the average bear. And for him to be acting like, oh, woe is me. Ugh, I don't care. I really just don't care anymore. I wish him well, you know. I hope that he puts on a good show at WrestleMania. But no matter who he faces, I know it's going to be an old fart. And, you yeah. know, that's just not going to be that good. It we do have say that. Yeah, it, but eventually Cena is going to make his way out. He's gonna, they're going to fade out and they're going to do Cena just like The Rock every couple of months or every year that he may do a pay-per-view or two uh, mm-hmm. but you know Cena's going to have a match and the five rumored wrestlers that I've actually that are actually legit rumors no I'm not saying CM Punk I know a lot of you I got tw- I got a message on Twitter the other day say I listened to your uh, extra, uh, Elimination Chamber pay-per-view uh, I liked it or your review and I liked it but please don't say CM Punk is going to be rumored to come back when he doesn't okay I won't uh the five matches I think Cena, five other wrestlers that I think Cena may face at WrestleMania that could be very exciting matches because he has history with these five wrestlers. You can eliminate the Undertaker because there there's been like a leaked photo of Undertaker. The guy looks like he hasn't hit the gym in a year, and plus 
he had a massive concussion. Couple was it last year or two years ago that he passed no, that was out. During the, that was during the uh, thirty Brock Lesnar 30, match. Yeah, yeah he was actually light. Lights were out by the end of that match. He did have a bad concussion. He and just, uh, he, I don't blame him for being out of weight. He needs oh, to no. retire. Enjoy life, man. Do your thing. You're a legend. Your You're bills. a Hall of Famer. Everyone's going to remember you. Go around tour, do all the speeches. You're going to get money no matter what because you're the freaking Undertaker. Yeah, Taker will never uh, go anywhere. He's he's no. perfect where he is. Just relax. Enjoy your retirement, man. Take it uh, easy, dude. Undertaker, I think, is a no-go. CM Punk is a no-go, but CM Punk will mm-hmm. be in the Octagon on June 9th in Chicago, UFC 225. I actually kind of remember that. Which is a perfect fit. So uh, UFC, uh, you still need to decide on changing freaking names of your shows because I'm not going to look forward to UFC 1406 uh, when that show comes out because it's going to be kind of ridiculous. Anyways, the other four were superstars that the WWE and John Cena, I think, can happen. Uh, number four, uh, Batista, which is rumored of him wanting a full-time return to the WWE. And what he means about full-time review, I've read that he wanted at least a two-year contract so he can, you know, build up his uh, character again, then leave on a high note. Uh, number three is Buyaka Buyaka 619, Ray Mysterio. That's actually number three, and it's getting more traction as the stuff I'm reading. Uh, but he, he really loves – He's, he really loves Mexico right now, and he's teaching his son the ropes of being a wrestler. So I doubt him coming back, but with Batista and Rey Mysterio have a lot of history. Back in the day in the United States title, and you had the Undisputed Championship and the World Heavyweight. They have history mm-hmm. with each other. Uh, number three is Alberto Del – number two is Alberto Del Rio, which has been confirmed that he signed the WWE deal. They have I history. can't believe that. <laughs> Yeah, I, I read like Al- he he signed a uh, what wrestling I think wrestling movie not almost a wrestling movie guy uh, wrestling news hey. uh, said that uh, he signed a a three year contract but doesn't know when it's going to affect. Uh, uh, the only reason why I say he can come back and fight uh, uh, wrestle Cena is because of the previous history and I just like Alberto Del Rio's old character. He's just an Nemes, I just hated him, but he was such good at it. What he was with the League of Nations, Wade Barrett. You should have. That, that's another waste of talent that the WWE. The League of Who? <laughs> League of Nations, right? Yeah, I know. I remember it. It just really didn't go that well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and number one is Fozzie himself, Y2J, Chris and Jericho. That um, needs to happen. Just give us that. That you Jericho, know that's going to be a good match. Jericho and Cena, yes, and. Yes, kind of a coincidence. Uh, Fozzie is currently in Cleveland this week for their concert, and Cleveland's not that far away from Detroit, so it could possibly happen. And Cena and Jericho, um, if I recall, I don't think it never faced each other at a pay-per-view. They faced each other before, but I think they never faced each other at a pay-per-view, if I recall. But have to go back on the, the network and double check. Yeah, you had the you have the goat versus John Cena. The history of those two wrestlers and their the, what they've done that that's a good billing by itself. And you can and no matter what, you can give Chris Jericho the heel or the face. No matter, you, I don't care. 
people are, are still going to love that match. And that would be a match I'll actually look forward to watching. Who I'll be cheering for if that match happens? Jericho. Um, Same I just, here. Uh, Cena, uh, Cena just has just worn on me so long. I was watching him every single week. I'm just like, you know what? I'm done with your character. At least Jericho, he left, came back because he has other things. And his char- every time he comes back, his character is fresh. There's different things like the list. Uh, 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 Raw is Jericho, all the stuff that he came back. and The Festival of that, Friendship. All yeah, that stuff and, was great. And SmackDown needs more superpower right now. And I do think uh, Jericho would be a good fit, but... Those are the four guys, Rey Mysterio, Batista, Alberto Del Rio, and Chris Jericho are the four guys that are rumored. And I do think we might know Cena's opponent tonight because you're running out of time to build a storyline. And with that, I think that uh, brings us to a wrap. Not a bad yep. show. I go overall, yeah. the entire pay-per-view, I give it about a B. Yeah, B, maybe B plus at the most. But yeah, no, it's solid, 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 solid. Out of the sixteen really pay-per-views, with with the neck. <laughs> yeah, after the six after the sixteen pay-per-views that aired this year, that were, well, let's just say this: without the, you get the four major pay-per-views, throw them out of the book, throw SummerSlam out, you throw Survivor Series out, Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. Those are always be the big card matches. They will always have better matches than the other pay-per-views. Fastlane gets a bad rap. I thought it was pretty good, and. I just think Fastlane deserves to be a, like a mid-August, early September type of pay-per-view, not the pay-per-view before Summer, uh, SummerSlam, or SummerSlam, what the hell, uh, WrestleMania. Elimination Chamber <laughs> should be the last pay-per-view before WrestleMania. But the great Fastlane, I give it uh, a B-, minus, B, solid, B minus, solid, solid B. It was a good pay-per-view for me. It didn't bore me. It was actually it, going to that pay-per-view with no expectations and watching it, I'm impressed. Uh, WWE did a good job. I just hopefully they don't mess up WrestleMania, which they never do. But anyways. Uh, I don't know, man. That WrestleMania in Dallas, I hated. Even though Roman won, that WrestleMania irritated me. Uh, I like It's very hard to ruin the WrestleMania. I liked I'll, There's always there's WrestleMania always a 9. I could think of a lot of WrestleManias. <laughs> well, yeah. You, you could think of a WrestleMania or a match or a couple matches that ruined the show, but you, you always remember one match that you liked. Yeah. Or a segment yeah, that sure. you liked. Yeah. There's some pay-per-views out there that you have nothing. The whole show sucked. But the, the December besides to December. That, yeah. That, we we gotta do we gotta do a Pacific Wrestling show to talk about the top ten worst pay per views of all time, in our opinion. Oh, I'd we be have, down for that. We have access. We have the WWE Network. We have access. Like WWE Rock Bottom, god awful. Um, so you get December to remember. I get WWE WWF Rock Bottom. Uh, there's Cyber so Tuesday. Other Cyber Tuesday, which was god awful, then became uh, was it Cyber Cyber Sunday or? Yeah, they changed like, it to Cyber Sunday. Whatever. It was, was a god-awful mimic anyways. But anyways, ladies and gentlemen, we can go on for hours, but we're 15 minutes away from Raw. I don't want to miss Raw. I got to eat dinner. I got to call, call personal people. Um, but Sunday, we'll be back for another episode of Extreme Football Podcast. I'll make sure I have no personal things around that time, unlike yesterday. Hey, Thanks make sure you listening. go to the doctor and get that thing checked out. <laughs> yeah, it's currently, it's currently permanently attached, so they may have to surgically remove it. But 
It was Come there in the first place. <laughs> Come follow us on uh, Twitter at XFP Podcast and at Wrestling Movie Guy. Uh, we'll see you next Sunday for Extreme Football Podcast, updated news, rumors, and rankings of Extreme Football. And we might actually have a topic for next week WrestleMania and the XFL season in 2020. That could be something to really discuss. I am Jay Dash, also known as Jim Ray. That is the Wrestling Movie Guy. And we'll see hey. you guys Sunday. Take it easy, guys. I'm touching myself tonight. I'm Ron Burgundy. You stay classy, San Diego. I'm touching myself tonight. I'm Ron Burgundy. You stay classy, San Diego.